Is there a link between sleep and weight loss? I know you've been wondering this. So many people do, and that's exactly what I'm going to be answering today for you. Okay, welcome back to the Reach Repeat podcast experience. Hope you're doing well. Okay, hope hope your nutrition is going, you know, really swimmingly, as I like to say. But today's topic is really important because a lot of people actually wonder, okay, how well I sleep? Does that actually impact what I'm doing with my nutrition game? Okay, does it have any link at all? Well, let's get into it. So there really is a proposed link between sleep and nutrition, okay? In hint, it's got something to do with behavior and with hormones. So yes, it's not a direct link. It's not poor sleep equals suddenly you gain weight. It's not like that. So let me explain exactly what we do, what I'm going to talk about here today by first explaining what hormones I'm going to be talking about today, okay? We're going to talk about leptin, ghrelin, and cortisol, okay? That's the ones we're going to be talking about today. So at any point, if any of these don't make sense, please pause and actually go search for them, okay? Actually go search for these hormones so you understand what they actually are. Because if you don't, you'll just get lost, okay? You'll be wondering, what on earth is Alexa talking about today, okay? What are these names he's giving me? But I will explain what these are anyway. So if you don't want any in-depth information, you just want the basics, stick around. Let's get into it. So leptin, what is leptin? Leptin is what I call, or it's not what I call, it's what everyone calls, the satiety hormone, okay? Leptin is the hormone that's produced by the fat cells in the body to instigate satiety, okay? When you're eating enough and it goes, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm good, okay? I'm good. That's leptin. Then you got ghrelin, okay? Which is what I call like the hunger gremlin, just because the name sounds similar. The hunger gremlin, okay? Ghrelin is the one that kind of increases your hunger. So it's the hunger hormone. And then you got cortisol, which is essentially the stress hormone, okay? It gets produced when you are under stress, okay? Whether that's normal levels of stress, stress related to exercise, dieting, really full-on stress related to work or health, doesn't matter. Cortisol is what is produced in that case. So, and that's what they basically are. Leptin is your satiety hormone. Ghrelin is your hunger hormone. Cortisol is your stress hormone. So how do these link up and how do these actually affect your nutrition? Well, let's answer the question first simply. Is there a link between sleep and weight loss? In simple as a simple answer, yes. Yes, there is. And I'm going to explain exactly why. Okay. So hormone changes occur as a result of our sleep. Now, I don't suggest that I'm a sleep expert. So that's first and foremost. Just understand that there are professionals out there that can help you with your sleep and can actually give you more indirect information, more individualized information in terms of your sleep. But in terms of the science behind it, this is how hormones change as a result of your sleep. Okay, whether you're sleeping well, sleeping poorly, doesn't matter. Okay, this is how it happens. And it's important to understand that it's an indirect effect. Okay, on weight loss, it's an indirect effect overall via hunger regulation. That's essentially the impact that it, these hormones have. It's via the hunger regulation at any kind of which part of the equation that we're talking. Okay, so let me explain. When we sleep poorly, the main thing that can happen, and this is chronic poor sleep. Okay. I'm not talking about just one off night. Yes. Those can impact you on a little scale, but I'm talking about more chronic poor sleep. Okay. When you're sleeping poorly over time, what happens is your leptin and your ghrelin balance goes out of whack. 
Okay, so now let's let's think how this is going to impact us. Okay, so leptin and ghrelin, they have kind of basically very important roles when it comes to hunger regulation. Leptin makes you more satiated. Ghrelin makes you more hungry. In a normal human, leptin increases to help to stop you overeating, and ghrelin increases to sort of stop you undereating and to promote you know regular eating and nutrition. When these are out of whack, especially in sensitive individuals, what can happen is that the leptin drops down and the ghrelin increases. So see what I mean there? Your hunger regulation goes out of whack. Your leptin drops, your ghrelin goes up, you feel hungrier, you eat more. Or at least you want to eat more because your hunger increases. So that's at the most basic level how hormones are affected by poor sleep. Poor sleep leads to an imbalance between leptin and ghrelin, which leads to imbalance in hunger regulation, which leads you to potentially eat more calories. Simple. Then we got cortisol. So how does cortisol link in with this? A bit different to the others, but some similarities are there as well. So cortisol being a stress hormone, there's two things that it can affect. So one, if it's chronically high, it can lead to more fluid retention. So what happens is you potentially gain weight or keep your weight where it is, but it's really masking any potential weight loss. So you, uh, fat loss, I should be more specific. So let's say you're losing a bit of fat, but the cortisol levels are so high that it's causing some water retention. You might not actually be seeing the true picture in terms of what's actually being lost. Okay. Cause you got to differentiate between weight loss and fat loss in many instances, cause weight loss can just be anything and weight gain can be anything, but fat loss and fat gain is specifically what we're trying to talk about here. So cortisol can mask any true fat loss by increasing water retention. But also what cortisol does is, of course, it's the stress hormone. What do we do when we get stressed? Very easy question because we've all experienced it. I know you have, okay? I know you listen to this. Don't lie to me. I know you have, okay? I've experienced it too and I still experience it to this day, even though I've got a bigger control over my diet now. Cortisol stress leads to wanting to eat more, okay? It's called stress eating. We all know it, Okay? We've all experienced it, and everyone around us has experienced it. It's a human thing. But nonetheless, if your cortisol level is very high from chronically undersleeping, plus maybe dieting for a long period of time, overtraining, stressing from work, all these cluster of things, next minute you're so stressed that you're looking for that packet of chips. You're looking for that chocolate. And when it's there, you're not only looking for it, you're eating a bunch of it. Yeah, it sound familiar? I'm sure it does. So that's how those are interlinked, okay, and how they actually impact your weight loss potentially through an indirect pathway via hunger regulation. Okay, so that's what hopefully explains that question in terms of is there a link between sleep and weight loss? Yes, there is, but it's not as simple as you you sleep poorly, suddenly your body puts on, on fat. No. What happens is you sleep poorly, which may increase the risk of your leptin and ghrelin being out of balance, which means you're hungry and therefore eat more calories, or your cortisol goes high, you stress eat. The path continues. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Now that we've kind of nailed that on top of the head, okay, now that we've answered that question, let's now talk about how you can mitigate this. Okay, I'm going to give you some strategies, some simple, quick and easy, actionable strategies you can start implementing in your life now to help you combat this. Now, like I said from the start, I can only be the professional when it comes to nutrition, so anything nutrition-related in these kind of suggestions, I can vouch for, for the other stuff. You may need other professionals to help you, but I'm just going to give you the basics of it. So how can you mitigate this? Number one, your sleep routine. Your body likes routine, okay? At least your your body clock. If you can go to bed and wake up at the same time, your body will love that. And over time, that can help regulate your sleep and make you sleep better. 
Now, let's say that you know that you need to have a better sleeping pattern. Let's say you go to bed at midnight and you wake up at five o'clock, but you know you should be getting up, going to bed earlier. Don't just jump and change it fully, like in terms of go to bed at 10 o'clock or nine o'clock and then sleep to five o'clock or six o'clock. Your body will go in the state of, what the fuck are you doing to me? Okay, excuse my language. So you want to make small strategic changes, 15 minutes at a time, okay? Adjust 15 minutes side to side each way until you achieve the goal that you're trying to achieve in terms of your routine, your sleep routine, okay? So each week, bump it up by 15 minutes of sleep or something like that. Then you've got another one, which is stress management. Say, if you're noticing that stress is causing you to overeat, if that's the main link for you when it comes to poor sleep or just in general, look at how you can manage your stress, okay? Is there yoga you can take up? Should you be doing more exercise to relieve stress? Is it something workplace related that you can address with your boss? Like think of ways where your stress is causing you grief or affecting your nutrition, affecting your lifestyle, and think of ways you can mitigate that. I can't tell you the answer for this. It's something you're going to have to do a brainstorm for yourself, but just think about it and how you can manage your stress levels. Okay, now let's get into the more nutrition related stuff. So my stuff, diet breaks. Now, this is a more advanced strategy. It's something I don't recommend you do if you're not comfortable with it, especially something that you'd want to work with a coach such as myself so they can help you through this. But diet breaks is essentially when someone's been dieting for a chronically long, long period of time, what can happen is that their stress levels and cortisol are higher from doing that. If they're sleeping poorly, all this kind of stuff can be a problem. Plus, leptin have, maybe has dropped because of metabolic adaptation. So your body is actually metabolically adapted over time, adapted, I should say, over time, to the point now that your leptin is reduced and you don't have the same satiety and your body's trying to bump you back up to where you were before. It's your body's homeostasis kind of crap going into play. Okay, it doesn't understand you want to you look shredded. It doesn't understand that. It doesn't care. So what you can do is in, uh, imp- implement what's called diet breaks. Okay, periods of time when you just get off your deficit and go back to like a maintenance calories for a bit and do that in a strategic way. Okay, I'm not going to go into deep into that. This is not the purposes of today's episode, but diet breaks could be something to look into. Other things is avoid heavy meals before bed. Okay, go for something low fat, potentially low fiber if you're eating something that's right before bed. Something that's not going to slow down the digestion in your body. What happens when you eat large meals that are you know high in fat, high in fiber? It slows down the digestion through the stomach, through the intestines, all that sort of stuff. And what happens is you feel heavier and fuller, and you, your body will be it'll basically not be ready to sleep. Okay, your body will not be ready for the sleep. It'll still be churning and doing all its thing. So please, if you can avoid it, avoid heavy meals before bed. And if you can, do that within two hours of sleeping. So two hours before bed, try and stop eating any food. And if you do eat anything after that, eat something light and quick and easy to digest versus heavy, hearty meals. And then the final thing is avoid caffeine within 12 hours of bedtime. That's just a safety net because of the large half-life of, um, of caffeine, which can be anywhere for six hours up. It takes a while for caffeine to take, get out of your body. And if that's the case, caffeine can actually be stimulating you at night still, even though you don't realize it. And it's not as simple as, ooh, but I'm not that awake. I'm not like, ooh, buzzing from the caffeine. It doesn't matter. Caffeine can have an effect where it impacts your quality of sleep versus just simply impacting your ability to get to sleep. So remember, if you can avoid caffeine 12 hours before bed, please do, Okay. Or if you can't do it then, just do it the longest period of time you can before bed so at least it impacts you at the least possible way. So that's my strategies. That's what I want you to kind of think about. So you now understand there is a link between sleep and weight loss. And it's definitely indirect, but it's via the overall regulation of hunger through your leptin, ghrelin, serotonin, and cortisol. But you can help avoid some of this by obviously doing things like stress management, having a sleep routine, 
in, uh, implementing some diet breaks, avoiding heavy meals before bed, you know, not eating before two, meal, two hours before bed and avoiding caffeine at the wrong times. Little things like this can start getting you in the right direction. But ultimately, you've got to look at yourself and look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what is it that's impacting my sleep? And target that. Find a professional that can help you with that. Okay, whether it's to get a sleep study, whether it's a sleep professional that can help you like look at your sleeping patterns and gonna give you advice around that. Look at ways you can improve your sleep. But some of the strategies I give you today can really be helpful for most people, and I've seen clients improve their sleep and therefore their nutrition as a result of these recommendations. Okay, literally from the toolbox, literally from what I work with my one-on-one clients, I've got them into sleeping routines, diet breaks, you know, avoiding meals before bed, all the kind of stuff can have impacts, okay? So hope this all made sense. Hope this has helped you, okay? And if you've got any questions, please reach out. Instagram, The Climb Dietitian, send me a DM. Or if you want, just send me an email, okay? Reply to an email, one of my emails, or just send me an email at theclimbingdietitian at gmail.com. To be sure for the spelling, you can go for Instagram and find it there, but make sure you spell it right. It will get sent somewhere wrong and I'll answer your questions. I'll help you out. Okay, hope this has been an informative episode. I've enjoyed doing this one for you because I really think it's an important one to understand. We get too bogged down talking about macros and calories and this diet and that diet and all this kind of stuff that we forget about the other holistic view when it comes to nutrition, all the other impacts they may have from other things in our lifestyle. Okay, nutrition is not simply as calories and macros. I mean, at the basic level, it is in terms of affecting your body composition, but ultimately, it's not as simple as that in the grand scheme of things. Nutrition, health, all this stuff, weight loss, it's all complex. So I hope this has made you kind of think differently about your nutrition, think more broadly in terms of what else can impact it and try and improve your lifestyle. Because nutrition and weight loss aside, having good sleep, I can assure you, is a good way towards a long and healthy life, okay? It's a big part of being healthy. So I hope you now get some better sleep over time. Hope this has helped you. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out my podcast. Hope it brought you some great value today. You can check me out on socials under The Climate Dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. I've got some great stuff out there for you guys, some free, valuable content. So yeah, please check it out, guys. And yeah, until next time, thank you.